What's for breakfast? Well, hello there and welcome to episode number six, podcast number four in our What's for Breakfast series. I could not be more excited about the episode that we're bringing you today. Somebody that I knew I wanted to have on uh, since the beginning of this idea and the creation of this What's for Breakfast uh, concept, and that is my good friend, Jordan Montgomery. So I'll give you a bio for him and then a little bit of background into how I know Jordan. But Jordan is the owner of Montgomery Companies. Uh, He is a highly regarded performance coach and keynote speaker whose clients include business executives, sales organizations, and entrepreneurs. That is his, uh, his role in the business world today. His role in my life uh, is Jordan was my first kind of boss and mentor into the professional realm. Right when I graduated college, I started in the financial services industry and Jordan was uh, the person that gave me guidance and a vision for what my future could look like. Uh, and so he started there as kind of the boss, mentor, uh, mentee, or, or boss employee dynamic. And that has quickly grown to Jordan over the last five or six years becoming one of my best friends in the world. The person that I go to when I'm seeking advice, input, uh, his thoughts around major life decisions. He's kind of my go-to guy uh, for that type of thing. So honored to have him on today. Uh, Couldn't be more excited to share his thoughts and insight into Uh, what it means to be a professional who has a family at home and how to balance all that. Uh, We talk about uh, faith and the role that that plays in his business as well as as a a number of other topics. So without further ado, we are going to dive in here today and welcome my good friend, Jordan Montgomery. Hey man, thanks so much for being on this morning. I'm honored to have you as a guest. And if you're ready to, we're just going to dive right into the questions. So it's good, it's good to be here, man. Bluebird bre- breakfast with my man Joe Ben. No doubt. Hey, number one question. This is the hard hitting one. What is for breakfast this morning? The bluebird eggs. Keeping it simple. Yep. So eggs over easy, bacon. Yep. And the North Liberty Bluebird is a staple in our community, man. So perfect. Well, hey, this Thanks is uh, this is going to be way easier than that. I know that was the tough one for you, but uh, we're going to talk about a few years back for you. So okay. you were, um, and I mentioned this in the intro, but you were a young leader that ran the uh, Northwestern office here in the Iowa City area. And my introduction to you was I was starting out into business early in my career, and you were the guy that I was running with and chasing after. And so you're a young guy early in his career, learning and building and growing, but at the same time, leading others in the same way. Um, you know, younger than 30, I won't reveal your age at that point, but but young. And so help me understand some of the lessons and takeaways that you learned, both good and bad, um, from that experience. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> you know, for all of us, um, I think there's this whole, you know, paradox of education, right, where like, The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And so I think about my 20s, just in general, Joe was like a season of life where there was a lot of learning, but I think the learning happened mostly through experience. You know, and I think oftentimes experience is the best teacher. So um, yeah, I think learned a lot of lessons, specifically in that opportunity um, about leadership, stewardship, relationships, um, managing energy, you know, growing a culture. So we could unpack that for a long time. Mm Um, but certainly it was the foundation for my journey, you know, professionally. Um, when I graduated college, I, I immediately stepped into that, that role. And so, 
uh, had a lot of odd jobs, you know, before college and throughout college. But uh, professionally, it was all I, I, had, I had known um, up until a couple years ago. So. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, you're managing or helping people manage their finances and grow their net worth and protect their assets. Today, you're doing something different. So help us understand what Montgomery Companies is. I know I mentioned it on the front end, but I feel like you'll do more justice into who you're looking to help and how you're growing and building culture and brand and um, just unpack that for us. Help us understand what com- what Montgomery Companies is and how you're looking to help people. Yeah, so I, um, you know, a couple things. One of our big mantras has become growth over goals. So just helping people play to their potential, use their gifts, um, and focus more on the process rather than the result. And so regardless of where you're at uh, in any industry or any discipline, I think having an acute focus on the process and who you're becoming as a person, not just where you're going professionally, but who you're becoming as a person is so important. So we're helping just individuals and organizations today uh, act on that. And I think if individually and organizationally people can have more of an acute focus on the process uh, rather than the result, I think John Maxwell says it best. Um, And uh, kudos to Eric Olaf. It's interesting relationships, right? And small windows and small conversations um, can oftentimes have huge impact. And so Eric and I were chatting one day at an event and she shared a John Maxwell quote. Maxwell says it best. He says, if you focus on goals, you may hit your goals, but it doesn't guarantee growth. If you focus on growth, you will grow and you will hit your goals. And so we've just really tried to bring this idea of growth um, to the individuals and the organizations that we work with and then unpack like what does it look like to be somebody that is committed to growth. And uh, again, we've used kind of our own experience, you know, mistakes, um, you know, trial and error, and then also uh, have brought in and incorporated a lot of lessons from a lot of other leaders that we respect. And so day to day is individual coaching, group coaching, I do a lot of speaking and um, it's been fun, man. I feel like I get to use my gifts every day and um, it's uh, meaningful work that's also uh, really enjoyable. Sure, you bet. Uh, diving even deeper into that, so um, a few years ago, gosh this would have been five, six years ago, but you were one of the people, and I've shared this with you before, um, that was instrumental in bringing me back and reconnecting me with my faith. Um, you've just been a, a huge help in that way to me and one of the things that I've respected about your message with Montgomery companies you're going out and talking to corporations and organizations and I feel like uh, Christ shows up in your message in a way that um, that topic of conversation is almost like oh we got to keep that outside of the business realm that's its own separate thing and I feel like you talk about um, the gifts that God's given you and just incorporating that into your message quite a bit and so Help me understand how you're being intentional about that and some of the ways that you're using that messaging or, or your belief um, and putting that into your messaging that you're giving to organizations and just help us understand that a little bit That's better. a good question, man. I would say, you know, for one, I'll start with just saying that I think we could be more intentional in that way, you know? Um, so it does show up in our work, but I think all of us, whether you're, you know, a, a teacher, you know, you work in construction, you sell insurance, or you do what we do, I think, like, we should all be living on mission, right? Just to share our faith with other people. And I think it's um, the most important job, you know, is to be an ambassador of, of Christ if, if, you know, we're believers and if we have faith. And so um, I was actually just challenged. Uh, I was speaking in, in Baltimore and uh, I always ask for feedback when I speak just to try to get better and understand what I can do differently. And sometimes asking for feedback is scary because you get answers that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're always really helpful. It's always, you know, purposeful. Uh, 
but I said, and it was a little thing, but we have to be so careful with how we speak today, especially in front of large groups, right? Mm -hmm. And so I asked a question, um, and it was it was a uh, broad question, had nothing to do with faith. But uh, uh, I think I said something about, can I get an amen, like kind of jokingly, right? Not mm -hmm. understanding it in my context, that's that, that would be a familiar saying. Mm -hmm. But to somebody who um, isn't of the Christian faith, that might not be a familiar saying, and it could actually even alienate someone. Um, and so it was an interesting, it was, it was a growth opportunity for me, but the feedback I got was, well, you can do that, but if you do that, you'll probably never speak at Google. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember sharing that with my wife. And uh, so, you know, I needed to receive the feedback. It was good feedback, but I also thought, man, if I never speak at Google, but I get to share my faith and we get to be real and authentic um, and share with people the deepest parts of who we are, then, um, I'll be able to sleep well at night, you know? Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't put me on a stage at Google or I'm not the next TEDx speaker because of it, I just feel like God's called us to live on mission and to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And so we've made that, you know, a part of who we are. And, and I'll also say this, I, it doesn't always come up, right? And certainly not overtly in a, in a business setting. You gotta be really careful about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there's certainly undertones and themes of, you know, our story, my story, and what God's done in our lives. Sure, you got it. All right, I ask you about this quite often, but we're never live, so I'm going to ask you about it again. Um, you mentioned Ashley, your wife, and you have two daughters, Audrey and Claire, and your job, I think salespeople, um, like myself, were out on the road traveling. We oftentimes identify that some days we're leaving early in the morning and showing up later at night, and uh, for you, that's even enhanced. You're doing quite a bit of traveling right now to go uh, speak to groups across the country, and uh, obviously that's a time away from your family and so I just ask you to kind of share how you're intentional about uh, your planning and how you're intentional about the time at home and the conversations that you and Ashley have and how you kind of um, you know just explain the importance of being on the road and then help us understand um, some of the ways that you guys are just making that work in your life because I know that that's that's a challenge <clears throat> well it'd be great to ask Ashley the same question sure yeah <laughs> um, because you know, and you know this, right, from having a young family, like, it's something you're always uh, working at. I don't know if we ever arrive, like, we've probably never gotten to a place where we're like, oh, this is just perfect, and everything's hunky-dory, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, it's a balancing act, and we're always trying to get better and figure out um, how we uh, spend more quality time as a family and can be more organized. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, if, so for one, let me just say, you, you know, we could always be more intentional. Um, I read this in a book called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And he said, um, one of the things we should all strive for in life is to be respected the most by people who know us the best. Mm -hmm. And that's really resonated with me because I think as a young person, I was really concerned with the opinion of a lot of people that ultimately I wasn't very close with. Mm -hmm. um, so when I read those words, we should, be, uh, we should strive to be respected the most by people who know us the best. Like, yeah, I think about my family. Mm -hmm. I think about people like you, our closest friends in life. Um, and if I can live in such a way where I spend time with those people, uh, we get quality time, first and foremost with my family, um, then I think that's a recipe for just like a fruitful, productive, healthy life. Mm -hmm. um, so pragmatically or practically where that shows up in our life, um, I'm on the road a lot. So we've kind of committed as a family that I do one overnight a week because typically when I speak, if it's out of state, I have to travel and spend the night somewhere else. And those nights are hard. Mm -hmm. um, but the flip side of that is I'm at home, right? So we have a home office and so when the girls leave for school I'm there when they come home from school I'm there um, and we have a you know flexible schedule so if we need to build in travel like we're going to Disney next month and that'll be a blast 
So we're really blessed that way, fortunate that way. And I think everybody has, you know, each family's got a different family rhythm. And uh, I think one of the things I'm learning, Joe, is about like just um, making sure that my professional life never interferes, uh, to a great extent anyway, uh, with my role as a father and as a husband. Because uh, I think at the end of the day, like those are the real jobs. Um, and so I wish I could say I've, I've always done a great job of that. I'm sure, you know, Ashley would tell you there's a lot of moments where I haven't, but I'm trying to get better. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's a long answer to a short question. No, that's great. Uh, one of the final questions here, um, I know Montgomery companies and just your gift and what you're doing today is something that was on your heart for a long time. And then you finally made that decision, I don't know, a year or two ago, something um, in that time range. And so I would just ask, you to share with people who are thinking about and really um, considering making a, a change professionally and they're apprehensive or anxious but it's really on their heart what advice would you give to those people uh, that were probably in a that are probably now in a similar state to where you were at maybe two three years ago um, you know change brings apprehension so what what advice would you share with individuals in that that state yeah I think for all of us there's a calling right we all have things that we want to do or um, a life that we love to live that is not currently being lived. And I think oftentimes there's a circumstance that allows for those things to come to life. And so like in, in, in our journey, the circumstances, I, I, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm really open about this. We had, it was really tough. So three, gosh, almost four years ago now, um, I, I relocated to another firm. Uh, it was a really hard season, ultimately made a mistake in business, small mistake didn't affect you know, any of our clients, um, but it was over continuing education and it was enough of a mistake that um, I, I relocated. And man, it was so hard, Joe. I was a young guy who was just totally focused on goals and not focused on growth. And all my identity was wrapped up in, you know, my business, my achievement, um, my scorecard. And unfortunately it wasn't about family and it wasn't about faith. And so I went through this kind of this valley season and, um, you know, there's this quote about like legends are born in the valley, right? And if you study a lot of people who've ever um, really stepped out or had any level of success, they usually have some sort of a rock bottom story. Mm -hmm. um, and that was true for me. So one is I just want to send uh, that message to our listeners about, you know, somebody who's going through stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just have hope and know that there's gold to be found in the valley, that God can shape your life in really unique ways when the chips are down. And he certainly did that for me. Mm -hmm. um, when I speak, I always pay homage to that season of life. It's just, it's become a theme. And uh, every time we speak, I just say, hey, like, if you're hurting, if you're going through something, just know that there's another side um, to the equation. There's gold to be found. And uh, that's not to say I can identify with everybody's sorrow or their hurt, because I can't. And I know that some people go through stuff that's unimaginable to be uh, difficult. But um, so that's one is I, I just I want to make sure our listeners hear that. Secondly, if you have some sort of a um, burning desire to do something different, um, Practically speaking, I would get around the five people that you respect the most mm -hmm. and seek their counsel and just start asking really good questions. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's daunting because sometimes um, you get feedback that you may not want to hear, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I think it's really important and it's a simple thing. So for anybody listening that's thinking, man, I want to start a business or I want to change my career or maybe it's something related to nonprofit or church or family, mm -hmm. but there's something I want to do. I want to step out and live my life in a different way. Um, if it's gonna uh, be a major step, or even a, even a minor step that could lead to a major step, I would get around the five people that you trust and care about the most, mm -hmm. and I would ask them their opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I missing? 
do you think I'm equipped for this? What would I need to do so that I could do this well? Um, I don't think we ask enough questions. That, that'd be one, just real practically speaking, is remain curious, ask lots of questions. I could do a better job of that myself. Um, if we ask this question every day, how could I improve? If that was a daily question in our journey, um, I think we'd all be a lot better off. So, um, so that's not an overly specific answer, but um, I think getting uh, feedback from peers, and then if you're in a valley, you know, kind of season, find gold in the, va- in the valley, and um, and just know that there's a lot to be learned, you know, in those seasons of life. Okay, wrapping up here. Final question that we have for every guest. Where can people seek out and find Jordan Montgomery? Um, well, I will try to grab as much time with Joe Venz at Bluebird as possible. So sure. if you come here on a Friday morning, once in a great while, I might be hanging with my buddy Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, our website, MontgomeryCompanies.com, mm-hmm. online, right? Instagram, Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Um, I'm pretty accessible. I, uh, yeah, we live here in town. We try to get to as many community events as possible. But uh, the best way to interact with us um, as, as it pertains to speaking coaching um, or consulting work would be through our website. So we have you know, quite a few inquiries there uh, weekly about just, hey, we'd like you to speak or like you to do coaching. And so um, you can actually submit inquiries on our website. That'd be the easiest way to touch base with us. Um, but I would, yeah, certainly welcome conversation from uh, others who are listening and um, from, I think we have a lot of shared circles of friends. Sure. But uh, we're getting a lot of questions, I think, right now about like the transition and what are you doing and how's it going and people are because it's still a newer thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love talking about it. So yeah, for anybody that um, would love to dive deeper, we're open and and would love to chat. So, yep. so once again, that's MontgomeryCompanies.com. MontgomeryCompanies.com. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey man, thanks so much for the time this morning. I uh, I told you on the front end of this, but. It's been a, an honor just to have you as a friend in my life and somebody that, uh, while just a few years older, has been uh, a guy I look up to. And um, this is just really fun to share this this back and forth because it's something that I get exposure to on a regular basis. But I'm hoping our listeners uh, can just take away some of the, the key points and, and themes that you shared with me over the years. And just an honor to have you. So, uh, so thanks so much for being on. <clears throat> well, it's, uh, it, it's an honor to be on, man. Anytime you get to have, you know, hang out with one of your buddies, uh, he pays for breakfast and then, you know, you get a chat with a group of friends by way of a podcast. Uh, that's a, a bonus and a win. So actually you're paying for the breakfast. I don't plan on picking up this tab. So, but Hey, thanks anyways for being on. So once again, this was episode number seven of the what's for breakfast podcast series. We will see you next week.